Chapter 16 The wall still shimmered like the film of a bubble. Ilse instinctively held up her arms in front of her face as if to react to the brunt of the wall, when really it felt like walking through mist. Everyone passed with ease and gathered together in the thick yellow weeds. A horse? We have a horse? Reshma suddenly asked. Sure enough, as they turned around the way they came, a brown horse trotted through. It looked like it materialized out of nowhere as the horse and the rider came through the elven border. A normal elven foot soldier dismounted and saluted. Much appreciated, Basim said quietly. May you subdue the enemy with grace and agility. And with that, the soldier ran into the grass and disappeared. Probably to fight the Ilderums, Ilse said. You people think of everything. We elves think of everything, Lisa Lot corrected. It's time you get going. Where exactly should we go? Elsie said. We weren't officially briefed. Here, Deidre said, handing them a small scroll. It was about the length of her outstretched hand. Ladala wrote this for you to read. Otherwise, make your way towards Carno. It's one of the closest cities. You'll probably pass a few hamlets to get there. None of us have really been there before, but I trust the scroll will tell you more. Try to lie low and keep quiet. One of us will probably come to ensure you both are safe. One of us will always ensure you're safe. Rowan bowed his head quietly. Reshma stepped forward and they gripped each other's hands tightly. Thank you, Reshma said. We owe you. Don't lose too much sleep over it, he grinned slightly, then put a hand on Ilse's shoulders. Keep swinging your swords, just be careful. We really must go. Where are you going? Ilse asked, eyeing their silvery helmets with peacock plumes. We're tasked with finding safe lands for the survivors, Basim answered and anything that Ladala needs of us. The girls nodded as the four elves put on their helmets and trotted in the same direction as the anonymous soldier. Never have I met anyone more dedicated to a cause, Reshma murmured as she mounted the horse. Says the fire girl who wants to burn down the whole world to find her family, Elsie returned as she tried to mount behind Reshma. This saddle isn't exactly big enough for the both of us, Elsie said as she brought a foot back down to the ground. You're the fast one, Reshma said. For now, I'll ride and you keep up. We'll switch when we're not fleeing for our lives. Then I have a feeling that I'll never get my turn, Ilse muttered as Reshma directed the horse into a full gallop. Ilse ran with her own speed, her bow at the ready. The woods were quiet in an eerie way. They remembered what it was like to make their way through beast forest and how unnatural it felt. How do people get around in woods like this? Reshma asked. Are you asking me this now? Ilse said, still running. Because if you are, you'll have to wait until I have my breath to answer. I mean, Rushma said, they seem so confident that we would make it to the Hamlet Village thing. We hardly know how to get there. Use the map, Elsie shrieked. She sighed and stopped running. Just pull out the map and see. I don't know how you expect me to keep up with a horse. Rushma directed the beast back a few feet where Elsie sat on the ground. What's wrong, Dash? Rushma cooed, leaning against him and stroked his neck. The horse whinnied and shook its mane. As it clopped and stomped on the leaves nervously, Ilse suddenly looked up. Oh, its name is Dash now? I'm hoping it's a fast horse, Rushma shrugged. Kazap! A streak of lightning skidded out of a thick area. Ilse scrambled to one knee with her bow poised. The horse reared back in fright. Rushma held on tightly to Dash's neck, and Ilse rolled away to avoid the hooves. Two Yildirims stepped out of their hiding spots. Reshma cautiously took out a dagger from her belt and gripped the reins with the other hand. Whoa, Dash, Reshma said. Don't go mad on me. Keep the horse, Mum, 
One soldier barked. Give us the girl and we'll leave you to your business, the other said, motioning with the blade of his sword for Reshma to steer the horse away. The other kept his hands bare except for the sparks that flashed and orbed around them. She doesn't belong to anyone, Reshma growled. I said move, the second one spat. I'll go with you if you tell us of any fire weavers, Ilse cut in. They looked at her as if stunned that she could speak. Do you know of any fire weavers? Out of the corner of her eye, she knew that Reshma shifted uncomfortably in the saddle. I ain't seen one, the first one said, pointing a spitting and sparking finger at her. But I'm sure to remember to tell you when I do. Swift! Ilse suddenly circled the two men like a mini-cyclone. Reshma and Dash pulled back to avoid the winds. Ilse was at a speed so fast, the two inside only saw a blur of Ilse's blue attire. Without warning, Ilse charged through her circle and aimed her dagger at the second man. His eyes bugged out like a fish and clutched his chest. She stopped herself completely. One man was clutching his body for air, the other was sprawled on the ground. What the? Before the first man could finish, Ilse quickly aimed her arrow at him and kept it pointed at his forehead. I'd like to introduce you to my friend, Ilse said in a low voice. She wants to know about the fire weavers. Reshma's whole arm flared up into flames as she hummed darkly. She had already dismounted and took a few steps towards the soldier. His own sparks vanished out of fear as she held out her hand a few inches from his neck. Have you seen fire like this? She asked the soldier. She turned to Ilse and said, Yank off that bloody necklace to loosen his tongue. Ilse reached out to do the job when the man suddenly raised his hand and shot a web of lightning into the sky. Reshma growled and gripped his neck with her fiery arm and stuck him with the dagger in her other hand. He crumbled next to his comrade. Ilse stood there stunned. The flames suddenly disappeared from Reshma's arm as they both looked at their handiwork. We killed them, Ilse said. We did, Reshma replied slowly. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all I can think to say. I'm sorry too, Ilse said as she put away her arrow and crawled away. Were you really going to turn yourself in for information? Reshma asked. About my family? I knew you wouldn't let them get very far, Elsie said. She thought of the beautiful deer she shot. The same vacant look in the soldier's eyes. She retched. Kazap! The sound echoed from a distance, sending flocks of birds fluttering in chaos out of the forest. A man leaned against the wall of a building and he cocked his head slightly at the familiar sound. He lifted his chin to see the forest. He saw the spell. Wake up, you mutt! The man said suddenly and kicked a nearby soldier at the leg. I'm up, I'm up, he growled. He was young for a Yildirim, between child and man, although he looked strong enough to hold his own. His chin was coarse with young stubble. His black uniform was covered in earth and dust, but he otherwise looked like a shadow. I saw the signal, the man said. His uniform matched the boy's. The boy merely grunted in reply as he brought himself to his feet. We should report it immediately, the boy said. That signal is pretty far away. It'll take us a few days to even get close. You go and get us some breakfast and hurry, boy, the other barked. We can eat first and wait. If she's in those trees, might as well wait until she comes closer to us. Or she will travel farther from the signal and we'll lose her in the forest, the boy replied, frustrated. Look, we've been doing this shit for a lot longer than you have, the first soldier said, popping his hand against the back of the boy's head. Let the other yuppies get lost in those tangled woods, and we'll pick up whatever's left. The young man grumbled, running his hand through his black hair. He stood and stretched and then headed deeper in the village. He didn't like the idea of being bossed around by a coward. If they were really the veterans they claimed to be, they would know that their leader wanted nothing more than loyalty. 
At the moment, it was all the boy had. He approached the local bakery. He could see a blonde-haired lass inside, elbow-deep in flour and dough. She was working next to the window to let out the unbearable heat as well as the smell of her fine work. As if the other girl could notice someone staring, she began, I have a huge order today, and Papa... Can I get the usual? The girl looked up, her round cheeks coloring. Oh, hello, it's you, she said quickly, wiping her hands clean on her apron. The young man leaned against the wall as she peeked out. You've been gone for a while, she said, absentmindedly trying to clean the flour smear off her neck. I was beginning to think you didn't like my pastries anymore. Haven't stopped thinking about them once, the boy said, transferring his posture, so one arm leaned against the wall of the bakery, the other ruffling his hair. Come inside, she motioned with a wink as she disappeared. The boy smiled and followed through the door. Later, the lad left the bakery with a few jelly pastries and a satisfied smirk. People clad in gray clothes murmured and avoided the boy. He thought it was probably because of the lightning bolt streaked across his uniform. He didn't see why they feared him. He sighed at the ignorance of the onlookers. He carried a few for his crew when one of the other soldiers in his group approached him. I've got the... It's our lucky day, boy. That dame we've been searching for is in there, the man said, slapping the boy's back triumphantly. I got word from some others, so let's get going. What about the others? The boy asked. It sounded like Garen wanted to... Ah, he doesn't matter to me. Give the others their pastries and let's go in there like real men. Surely we could earn higher ranks for doing what these other morons won't. The man got his gear together and tossed the boy's load to him. He dropped one of his bundle of pastries and they fell onto the ground. The lad still slung the gear over his shoulder, looked once at the soiled food, and grinned. He hastily met his other comrades and took a triumphant bite out of a clean and hot roll.